What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the VTR podcast. We got some good topics to talk about today, but before we get into that, please hit the like button and subscribe because we produce daily sports content for you guys. We're on the road to 500. We're almost there, so just help us out with that. But let's just get right into it. As you mentioned, we got a lot of good topics. We're talking all sports once again. We'll start off with the Vancouver Canucks, though. Uh, three-game losing streak for the first time this year. You know when their last time their three-game losing their last first three-game losing streak was last year. Probably like one weekend. Like yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I think it was like their a, first three. I games. forgot what October nine or something like their that. Their first three games. Yeah, their first three games. <laughs> yeah. So this time, at least it took them you know roughly fifty-ish games in. All right, guys, it's time to panic. We're gonna suck. We're missing the playoffs. We're gonna do every Canucks reaction possible, Canucks fan reaction. We're missing the playoffs. We're still winning the cup. Uh, this team's still, you know, gonna get first rounded. <laughs> so whatever. Those are probably the three reactions going right on right now. But the three-game losing streak itself is it concerning? Yes. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, you don't want to be on a losing streak. Is it valuable? Yes. I'm not here. Con- this is why I'm not concerned. Right. Once they have shown many times they could bounce back from games, right? Maximum losing streaks they had were two. I get that. I get it. The competition may have been a little bit weaker than, we, especially in the Western Conference side compared to the Eastern Conference side, especially with the the thing coming up. Yes, we got cocked by the schedule with the road trip, then two game home, and then back on the road right after the All Star break. Yes, we have Elias Lindholm. We have to acclimate, acclimate, whatever the word is. Acclimate, in. yeah. Acclimate, yeah. I can't say it. You can't speak. Uh, acclimate Change your him. vocabulary. Acclimate him. Okay, we're, we need to get him in <laughs> and uh, figure out what the best role is. And I think his current line isn't that bad as long as just give it time, right? The issue with this team right now, that the only thing that's concerning me with this team is concerning every fan base probably is the power play. Oh yes, that's the biggest yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. The power play is the only thing that I'm gonna be like, damn, that's really, really concerning me. Demko lost back-to-back games for the first time in a while. Again, not concerned. Here's the reason why I'm not. Also, a reason why I'm not concerned is Colorado game. At least, it was a major bounce back from a back-to-back with the the weirdest way you lose to Minnesota ever. Yeah. And again, I think that's a one-off. I agree with many analysts. That's just a one-off because they went into Colorado, the toughest play to play any sport, right? Because of altitude and all that stuff. Playing one of the best teams, yes, there may not be the same Colorado from a couple of years ago. I agree with that. The thing is, the difference with this game was the Canucks played well. They had offensive chances. They just couldn't bury stuff like they did in the beginning of the year, yeah, right? The bounces did not fall their way. Especially in the third period. Which there. happens. Yeah, Gorgiev, like, I don't know what the hell he turned into, but he turned into Superman. You know, Gorgiev. And not just him. Like, the, like yeah. Philip, Philip Hironik, everybody was arguing, slap, why slap, shot, why not, Rishab. That's true, you too, But yeah. the thing is, I'm not even concerned about that. The, at the end of the day, the defenseman came out pretty quick. So they could have blocked the wrist shot too, right? Yeah. So, But the thing is this. We didn't finish our chances when we needed to most. That, that was the only... Plus, the power play was the only concern with Colorado. A lot of a lot of positive take out of Colorado, especially what you saw in Minnesota. Yeah. Right? So, we were thought, we're like, okay, you lost this game in Minnesota. You're playing a second night in Colorado. You're going to be tired against a better team. You might just get destroyed again. But that didn't happen. You had a lead. You held on it f- for a period. And you con- honestly should have tied the game, even taken the lead back, you know, if you buried your chances. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, power play is the major concerning thing because we had a power play late. PD, like he always does, draws the penalty. Like he, like he 
um, as a master at doing, essentially. Should. <laughs> like he should. Like he should, like which he did, yeah. right? Now, everybody's going to question the que- uh, officiating, right? Like, for example, the Minnesota game. Yeah, obviously, the JT Miller was a penalty. I get that. Uh, outside of that, were there, should the whistle have been blown? I say yes. Should there have been, um, are there light, like, did they dictate the game? Tyler Myers, obviously, set a pick, did not get called as a penalty. Then it just went downhill because they started doing makeup calls, which is what, again, with officiating, that's what I hate, is when refs try to look for makeup calls and just for that. Like, you made a mistake, you own it. Yes, and that favorite it was for the Canucks. But if that was the other team, just call the game normally after. Don't try to, like, do a couple of makeup calls because you're away especially. Or you're the Canucks are away, so you're trying to appease to the home crowd and yeah, all that yeah. stuff, right? But, no, going back to the game, um, the yeah, the power play. It's just, like, I know you're trying to get Lindholm included in that. I get that. The problem for me isn't, like, it's the teams have figured out what they're trying to do because clearly they're moving around n- more so than they did in the past with the Vohorvat. It was a bumper spot or yeah. whatever spot he was like, on. There were two ways. PD slap shot. PD slap shot and Vohorvat bumper. That was the only two yeah. things on the power play. Now you move around a lot. You're trying to make, you do unpredictabilities, but now you kind of became stagnant again. But at the same time, you're not shooting. I'm not saying shoot and there's three guys in front of you, right? I'm not saying do that. I'm saying you need to shoot when you can and move around. Uh, to a certain degree, because you guys right now what they're doing is trying to find the perfect play. Yeah, right. That's true. That's what that's what's annoying. And listen, as talented as they are, at the beginning of the year the power play carried them a bit, and now it's obviously gotten downhill. Maybe they need to change the personnel a little bit. No, Kuzmenko is not the reason why, because Kuzmenko barely he was played on, it, on yeah. it. Play he was scratched not most of the time, like scratched like for five of the six of the games, and on top of that he was uh, downgraded for Phil uh, Phil Heronik as well couple of times but yeah um the question though is the contendership are the canucks really stanley cup contenders based on this year strictly right obviously they have the talent do they have the consistent top end talent like other teams that's what we're gonna find out in this playoffs there's no way they finished with 83 points last year unless they really do not win any game this year i'm sure they'll eclipse 90 the thing is this bro right this three-game losing streak it tells us a lot about this team that like okay you know there's still some t- stuff to fix up right because Going into the All-Star break, we went in a good run, right? January was a good month, right? End of December or whatever, that January streak was really good. Um, obviously, it's not it's not looking as good as it once was. But you got to figure that shit out. And it's, a, it's generally the best time to figure it out, right? This is You're worried. before the trade deadline, you know? If you need to add something quickly, you could add it. You If you got to... If you think your team just needs to fight through it, they could just fight through it, right? You're, you You have a squad... Right, we haven't said this about a Canucks team ever since like 2011. You have a squad that could actually make a run. There's a reason why you you've got to face you got, you got to face adversity, right? That's my point. I was gonna. You bring have that to. Up. You yeah. have to because at the end of the day, when you can you play with your backs against the wall? Can you play your best hockey That's where when you going. have not been playing your best hockey? You literally stole my point. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it's obvious though, like because. You're gonna be down, you know, one nothing in a playoff series, potentially two nothing. Even a you might be down one. a game. Huh? You might be down a whole game, as well. No, probably yeah, like. Series. No, I'm saying in general. So the, yeah, I'm saying series. I, I'm, I'm saying one, your... one nothing down a series. Oh, I think about games. Saying. Saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna add on to your point because here's I'm not talking about comebacks within oh, the game. Yeah, yeah. About like series. Even that too, though. Yeah. But to add on to your point, Boston had two three-game losing streaks last year. They were the historically the best team in NHL, right? If I'm not mistaken, that's, they yeah. ended up beating the record. Yeah. Okay, so historically, they were the best regular season team in NHL history. 
They had two three-game losing streaks. One was during the regular season. You know when the second one was? The Florida 3-1. Exactly. So they did not face that type of adversity like you're saying. So the reason why I'm not fully panicking outside of the power play, because that's a different whole different ballgame, because you're 5-on-4 with that talent and how you guys played at the beginning of the year. I don't know how Pittsburgh is bad at their power play, but that's what it's kind of getting to at the moment. Um, the thing is, like, as long as this doesn't continue to, like, seven games, that's a different story. Three, four-game losing streak, I'm fine with it. Bounce back, because when you have your upcoming schedule now, you guys are going to be playing uh, off the bat. You're going to bounce back in Seattle, hopefully. You got Boston. You got Pittsburgh, who's going to be desperate. You got Colorado back. You got the Kings. You got the Kings, and you got at Vegas. You got the Jets, Colorado. So, yeah. these... Listen, you shown you could play with Colorado. The difference was they finished their lucky bounty chances, right? From Port, a guy who it was funny because everybody uh, on the radio in the morning and Halford and Bruff they're saying like, "Oh yeah, Ryan Johansson's not working out," and he's the Port Moody kid himself <laughs> tortures the Canucks in the yeah. first game. But you're telling me that Nathan McKinnon's streak, uh, point streak, almost ended because he ended up getting it on the empty net goal. Yeah. Outside of that, like out non-empty net goal, his point streak was about to end, right? As a Probably the Hart Trophy f- uh, favorite at this moment. Yes, he is Nathan McKinnon and Mika Rantanen. These guys are gonna get their chances, but you played well ahead of them. Qu- and Demko played well they, as well. They were quiet. I didn't hear much McKinnon, Rantanen, in and Makar, right? And Makar, but then Makar is also doing his defensive duties as yeah. well. I'm focusing on like offensive threat. Obviously, you haven't heard, seen much McKinnon and Rantanen in that game. Yeah. They played well. Obviously, Demko did his thing. Like, but the thing is this, bro. You have your tough stretch now. This is this is your test. Right, this is what we want to see as Canucks fans and obviously people just watching the game in general or just everyone else around you, all the analysts and stuff. Y- your bounce-back games are not going to be against San Jose or Anaheim. Yeah, They're going to be against Colorado. They're going to be against Boston. They're going to be against Seattle, who's honestly decent. Yeah, right? they're decent, but I'd rather have against Boston. Yeah, no. Right? Like, if you beat Seattle, I don't want you guys to lose to Boston. Simple exactly, yeah. Especially when you guys lost the way you guys lost earlier. Yeah, no, so, like, my point, exactly, like, as long as they need to face adversity, right? People thought adversity was in the last, that road trip they've just finished, because it was, it ended up being 3-1-1, because they got destroyed by Boston, and, um... They lost to overtime. And they had to come back against Columbus as well. Uh, Those Capitals. No, and also Columbus, right? We played, we didn't do Well, Columbus was at home, never mind, the comeback was at home. That was before Australia. Yeah, um, the point is, though... I want to. See, I just want to see adversity. Can you bounce back from it, right? Don't make it a habit. Rick Pocka said these are all learning lessons, right? After the winning Winnipeg Jets game, because look at the NFL for a second. When did the Eagles face adversity? Too late. When did the Niners face adversity and the Chiefs? No, midway. Uh, Chiefs faced like the whole year. True, but <laughs> I'm just saying in general. But which two Niners teams made the Super Bowl? Yeah, no, the Niners and the Chiefs. Exactly. You so got, it's the perfect time to lose. Just don't make it a habit. Yeah, exactly. Right. You lose three, you lose four. So don't let it get to six. Yeah. Right? Don't not let it get to six. Like, don't also don't do, like, lose nine of the last ten games either. Yeah, no. But, like, man, now you lost three, try to make it a five and five in the last ten. That yeah. should be the goal. That, right? Like, cool. to your, exactly what you said earlier, which was the point I was going to make. You're going to be down one nothing in games, and you have to make adjustments because it's a playoff hockey. But you're also going to be down even 2 nothing in a series, and you have to make adjustments. 3-1, 3-0, exactly. no matter what you are. You got to play your best hockey when your backs are against the wall. The Canucks' backs are against the wall right now. Now, here comes the true question, which is the title of this video, essentially. In your opinion, this year strictly, are they Stanley Cup contenders? Yes. Or is, or is the 
first know. place <laughs> president's trophy a farce to you. But yeah, sorry, I should have finished that. Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still believe they're contenders. Um, I still believe they have the squad. I think they have decent depth right now. Obviously, you know, with the player call-ups that we'll get into uh, soon as well. Um, defensively, we're looking strong. They're currently injured too, right? And yeah. Dakota Joshua, Carson, Susie. Exactly. And right. someone else, I believe. Like, Juleson stepped up and playing incredibly. Yeah, right, but will he be reliable team. enough in the playoffs? Yeah, no, but then, like, that's where you have Susie in the back yeah. pocket as well. So, you know, there's no... You're fine there. The goalies, I love the goalies. You know, Demko and the Smith. They're both incredible. Yeah. Um, for what they're supposed to be doing. Then forwards, obviously, I like the bottom six. The top six sometimes concerns me. That's so. That's, that's where I'm gonna go with it. That's right? the only concern I have for the, this Canucks team for as me, contenders. I'm not leaning tier one Stanley Cup contender. I would say they're like half a tier below Vegas when healthy because guess what? Vegas is probably going to finesse their way with the stacks cap because Mark Stone just got injured. So which means his cap is going to be LTIR until the playoffs come, which is, again, I understand why people are frustrated with that. But if it's uh, if it's something you could do, you do it right. Yeah. Until the NHL changes. Yeah, you could hate two things could be right. You could hate it, but if don't hate the you gotta hate the game for that. You gotta yeah, hate you the can't game. hate the player. In this case, team. The team, yeah. But yeah. I mean, but no, Tampa my point is like I, I still think they're half a tier, like yeah, healthy Vegas. Dallas and Colorado still like Dallas especially, because they're just being they're kind of sneaky there right now. My question to you is, are they in the same level as Edmonton at the moment? Or would if Edmonton, let's just say the Canucks do fall to a second seed. It gets Edmonton tough. Edmonton Canucks first round, who you got? It's it's gonna be a tight one, um, for sure. Obviously, you might have some bias in it, but yeah, I think I might go with the bias pick. I, I can't see. Really, here's I, the thing, right? That, Edmonton is obviously the reason worse. why I'm a little concerned in like as, in, like in the way not to put them in the Stanley Cup contender status. Who on this team, star player wise, have done that? Their Nobody, only playoff yeah. experience with the three, four guys. I guess Demko not Demko in the Vegas series, but it was in the bubble, right? In that bubble series. And even then, you can't say like but they were definitely amazing because those games in Vegas were like eight shot games. Th- that's where, the and one, the crowd that, uh, was not a factor. And the crowd was not yeah, a factor. But that's where the one seed is crucial. Yeah, you, you cannot, not win the Pacific Division. You you have to get Edmonton and Vegas set up for the first hey, round matchup. I would want to avoid cannot, LA right cannot, now too. You cannot. It doesn't matter. <laughs> LA, I'll have LA glad gladly. In the first round over Edmonton and Ve- or Vegas. And I'm pretty True. sure a lot of people agree that. I'm not saying LA's a slouch. Don't get me wrong. LA's a good team. We'll come but back. We're Edmonton talk about and LA Vegas, if you are a two or three seed, you are screwed. Yeah. Simple as that. Because you have to face both of them just to get to the conference finals. I, Whereas if you're the one seed, you have them face each other. You win your first round matchup. True. You face one of them. You have to be the one seed. If you're not... Then I, they're not contenders? <laughs> they're not contenders. As simple as that. I disagree with the LA once again because, again, two years in a row, they went against Edmonton. Yeah, no, I didn't say that. And kept it close. I know you said, like, yeah, either way, you, there's want, a difference, bro. you want the two juggernauts to there's, take there's each other levels. out. I get yeah, it. But I would still rather play face a St. Louis than LA. Oh, of course. I, there's a massive I, I, difference but between There's the two only teams. three options we have. I know. There's only I know. three options we have. But I'm at saying the right now, you guys are the best team in hockey, right? Which makes my point even more, better. You have the. You have the the bubble, the gap, whatever the word is, uh, the buffer. You have the buffer to maybe mess around and lose four games in a row, right? You do, you do. Right now, Edmonton is, at the time of recording, Edmonton is playing Boston. So we'll see what they look like. Because, uh, again, they're 10 points clear on Vegas. Vegas has two games on hand at this, at this moment. So 
they win both those games, they'll still be six points clear off them. Edmonton's the only one where they have for still I don't know how they have fifty two games, uh, six games in hand on uh, Vancouver's, and that means if they do win all these games, they're only one point behind. But yeah, so the point but the is point this. is this right for me. Okay, I'm gonna finish my point. Yeah, you said strictly if they're the first seed, they're contenders. Yeah, so not, let me just finish that then. Okay, go. Reason being is like you're facing one of those. You get one of the juggernauts out because we all know Edmonton. Colorado and Vegas are like the top three, right? For contenders wise, if you're looking at yeah. like past couple of years, you know they've been like. I need to see Colorado's um trade deadline. Yeah, no, but they've been there and done that, right? Yeah. As well, you gotta put that factor in. You get Edmonton and Vegas in the first round, and you have someone else like Killing Kings, who know hopefully the Blues as well, someone a little bit worse, and you go through that, then you face let's say Vegas wins, you face Vegas in the second round, right? And at the end of the day, you know you you have energy. You have not, like um, still have the squad to like match up with Vegas, whereas if you're the two and three seed, you have to beat let's say Edmonton the second seed. I mean the third seed, you're the second seed. You have to go through a grueling series against Edmonton, a grueling series against Vegas. Even if you do win both of them, what what do you have left for a Colorado or a Dallas in the third round? Yeah, no, as I, well. I get that. So so that's why I said strictly, I'll put them in the contendership with a caveat. With a caveat, yeah. No, no. The reason why I like I said, if they get St. Louis in the first round, then that's a different story. If they get LA in the first round or one of the other teams, then I'm gonna be like I'm iffy because LA is bet and battle tested with those young guys as well. Issue with LA and Edmonton, we know it's gonna be the goalies. We have one of the best. We have a top two Vesna finalist, right? It's probably Hellebuck winning it, but Demko, depending on how the stretch goes, is up there, right? Every analyst comes on and says talk it and Demko, they'll they could get them far. I'm only iffy because those bubble games were without a crowd. You're going to have to travel, right? Yeah. Is JT Miller that guy, second guy on a championship team? Again, it's hockey and all basketball. I get that. The other thing is, at the end of the day, you need talent to win the cup. Every team in these past couple of years, you do. It's very rare you get a non-star team in any sport to win a cup, right? Or a championship or a trophy or whatever. Is Elias Patterson the number one guy on a championship team? I hope so. I believe so. We he is know. kind of struggling. We don't know. We just, we don't know. We need we, to see it. We don't know. But whereas yeah. McDavid, the Vegas team in general, whether you throw in Mark Stone or Jack Eichel. Whoever their top three players Yeah, are, Jack matter. Eichel. Yeah. You have Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr on the other side. Yeah. We've seen them in an actual proper playoff setting where you travel and you face crowds, you face adversity and all that. And we've seen them win. Yeah, and we've seen them, except well, Edmonton was, if it wasn't for those two teams, could have yeah. been the final or even yeah, yeah, yeah. won, right? The Canucks, yes, I get it. All credits to them. At the time, Bo Horvat, but Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, Thatcher Demko, and JT Miller all elevated in a playoff setting. For sure. I 100%, they did, they did, yeah. I 100% agree with that. Can I see it now? Let's see. Defensively, I'm, I'm more confident. I wish we could get a little bit more depth. I don't want them to go crazy and trade away picks just to get... Rental pieces, I get that. This is why you traded for Elias Lindholm early, who is battle-tested himself. Unfortunately, did not go for... Or the only good year with Calgary was when the year that Kachuk and Goudreau departed in the offseason, right? That, that Where he did well. And then uh, we'll see how he does. I, ho- I hope Tocca gives it time. But yeah, at the end of the day, I, I'm iffy to say contender status at the moment. I want to see what their streak is like heading into the playoffs and where their seeding is. So yes, I agree with your caveat a little bit. Uh, but overall... I have Vegas ahead of them. I might still have to say I have Edmonton ahead of them if they do end up facing each other. 
and I have Dallas ahead of them, and I have Colorado ahead of them. That's four teams off the bat I have ahead of them. In the then West. if you do somehow get by all that, I have Florida. I have, unfortunately, I have Boston, but and I have the Rangers ahead of them. I'm fine with Carolina. They showed that they could beat them in the regular season. And they did it twice. But those three teams, which we're going to talk mean, about, we, we we're going to talk about two of those teams we beat soon. the Rangers as well. Yeah, but like yeah, the Rangers are also oh, yeah, different. So that answers the question of Canucks contendership. But speaking of depth, right? We mentioned depth before. And uh, R.S.T. Vance proved that he is a good depth piece in his first it is one NHL game. game. It is one game. Against Colorado. That. Out of all First teams. of all, before we even talk about the game. Yeah. We have to give a shout out. Yeah, that's for because sure. Because <laughs> last time we talked about him, he did not play. Yeah, we, he didn't. Yeah, right. Yeah. He, he was called up, but he, he did not up. play. He didn't play. Yeah, he officially played. Right, the fourth South Asian or fourth Punjabi to be exact to play in the NHL. After Robin Baba being the first, Manny Malhotra, Jajar Kara, and now Arshdi Baines. I want to put the Punjabi culture and the race to the side. Undrafted in the Bantam League. Undrafted in the NHL. Yeah. That's neck that's way harder to get into the NHL that way. Right? Let alone, I don't like the reason why he's elevated is to us is because he's Punjabi. I get that. The reason why he's elevated to the non-Punjabi community, when you see guys tweet all the time in the Canucks, guys like um Daniel Wagner, guys like Th- Thomas Drance and all these guys, is because what of what I just said. So the mix those two in together, it's the ultimate underdog story. For sure. And after that game, yes, maybe advanced numbers I heard weren't the greatest because he was minus two as well. Advanced number wise, he uh, in, in general he may have not been uh, blown the socks out of the water on like how some rookies do in a rookie game in their first game at times. But he was but, <laughs> And and Talkett said he was okay, I believe after the after the game. But he also played him more than the fourth line guys who have been NHL. He, driven this time here's the thing bro this story the way he's been on is nothing new to him yeah right? it's exactly. nothing new to him he, he went from he went even from, if he played really bad like it's, it's nothing new to him because that's what he's been doing his whole entire life he uh, undraft like people don't believe in you when you're when you don't get drafted undrafted from the bantam league to leading scorer in red deer undrafted from the nhl to all-star mvp in the, in, in the AHL, and now he made his NHL debut. Now, if that's the case, hopefully it's a Stanley Cup Final MVP, but obviously we know that's a little yeah. too far-fetched. But the thing is this. Nobody believed in them as a team. Right? Earlier on, team. yeah. Nobody sure. did. And he proved them wrong every single way. And I'm, 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 I'm assuming he had many bad games in his career. Yeah. I'm assuming he did, and he's still here, right? And that's the, the most incredible part, yeah. right? Like, we're seeing this guy... Yes, we're, we're taking the Punjabi side to it. No matter who it is, we're seeing this guy get b- tested again and again and again. If you're like, it's crazy to think that uh, undrafted in the Bantam League. Yeah. Like, how often does that happen? People who get first rounded in the ba- Bantam League barely even make it. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Undrafted in the Bantam Like, that in itself is so impressive. Right? And then obviously, when you throw in the Punjabi side to it, is even more impressive because yeah. there's a, he's the fourth person to ever do it. Yeah. So the Punjabi side, obviously, he's going to definitely be a role model to many young kids, um, not just from Surrey, BC, but ed- all over the world, right? Wherever you are, especially Canada. I do want to say this in terms of the race. I know people may can say that, oh, this could be a publicity stunt or HR move by the Canucks. I highly, highly, highly doubt that because Rick Talkett's your coach. 
and Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvino are your um, front office guys. They said time and time again that they were going to only bring up people when they're ready. And he's proven that he's ready. Because there's no business of him coming up after being a non... If he was a non-All-Star in the AHL, fine, I get that point. But he was an All-Star and then the All-Star MVP in the AHL level, right? So he deserved it opportunity. But if they... Listen, once Joshua gets healthy, I know many people said that he belongs. And I'm not saying... Again, not Punjabi community because that was a little bit biased. I'm talking about guys uh, like uh, Jason Bruff. I'm talking about guys like Jamie Dodd. All these guys on, in Sportsnet 650 Canucks, because that's the home of the Canucks here in Vancouver, have said he belongs, right? In fact, they're saying Mikheyev should get dropped. A guy who's been in the NHL for how long now? Right? Oh, yeah, he looked know. like he looked in place. He played hard. He knows what to do. He He's playing his role, right? He's, he's not doing trying, what he's supposed he's to do. He's not doing what he... he He's not expiring what he was. Because, yes, he ain't going to be that guy from Red Deer. Right? Like, leading a scorer. Yeah. You have Pedersen, Hughes, Besser, Miller for that, essentially. Right? He's doing exactly what he's being told. He's he's proven. He's pr- improved his skating. Chris Faber, the biggest fan of his since AHL. And, like I said, on top of that, the story. Right? Of uh, what he did. You know the guy's going to work. There's no business of him being an AHL MVP if he isn't going to work to your point earlier. When right? he was undrafted. Exactly. <laughs> so, the thing um, is this, right? The goal of every athlete, right? I'm just going to say it. First career game is not like, yes, obviously, you want the first goal. You want the first touchdown. You want the first bucket, right? The goal is to fit in, to show us that you, you belong. Once you make it. Yeah. It's tough to stay there. I know it's tough. You to can't take it for granted. For sure. But it's not even that. Like, the goal is... To stay there. No. The goal is... I'm talking about the first game in general. Just oh, look okay, at the yeah. first game. To show us you belong. Yeah. Arshdeep Band showed us he could play at an NHL level. Yeah. That's the final takeaway. And listen, Everyone has I, don't, I wouldn't game. mind him going down if he's meant to stay in the press box because of a guy like Dakota Joshua. In that case, go down. Just yeah. kill it in the AHL. Because next year, I'm not saying you're going to be Niels Hoaglander. But you might have a roster spot from day one. You and can. you could be that new Alex Burroughs. And honestly, it's hard to impress Rick Tockett. If Rick Tockett yeah. says you had an okay game for your first ever game... He said he wanted to call him up yeah. and give him an no, opportunity. No, no, no. It's not even that. If Rick Tockett said you played okay and that's your first ever NHL game, you did good. Because yeah. Rick, it's hard to impress Rick exactly. Tockett. Especially after coming off a loss, he's going to be a little yeah. little bit bitter. But yeah, no. to, uh, to that point, like I said, I'm not saying he's going to be Alex Burroughs, but he has the potential of being the next Alex Burroughs or Yannick Hansen. Right, can be guys that killed it, and like I said, uh, that's for the game side of things. And hopefully, eventually, if he does make the squad for the playoffs, let's see. But like I said, I have no problem with him going down as long as he means he's playing. I don't want him up here just for the press box. Do we see? Do we see him in the lineup again? Yeah, today he he will play today. Today, yeah, Yeah, Seattle. I forgot today's Wednesday for us. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like he'll play. There's no reason not to. If he played him in fourth, uh, is Lafferty came out right? So. I could see maybe PDG or even Mikheyev sitting out. If it's Mikheyev, it's going to be crazy because that's a yeah. Milstein client. But yeah, no. At the end of the day, we have the he development. Sh- he, he the sh- development yeah. is going crazy in the AHL. You're going to add Jonathan Lakera Mackey to that. And you're going to add... Willander. Uh, Will An- no, not Willander. Uh, Elias Pettersson, the deep defenseman. And eventually that. Willander. <laughs> and eventually Willander because Willander will yeah. still be in BU next year. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, but the thing is this. He didn't show us anything that he should be out of the lineup for this exactly. game. Exactly. So There's the no neg- massive negatives, really. Yeah. Uh, maybe outside of the fact you maybe could have shot on the 2 and one but... he still got a chance. Like, he still got a puck Yeah, but hand. like a cleaner shot yeah, no. instead of passing it would yeah. have been there. But last thing, just close this out on RHD Baines once again. I want to say this. 
the Punjabi talent is great. I'm going to reiterate it every time. We said it last episode. We're going to say it again. Because here's the thing. The Punjabi community as a whole is like a family. And I'm going to prove to you why. For us, it's easy to support Jeevan because he's literally our first cousin. Yeah. Right? So for us, it's easy to see when eventually, whenever he makes, if he ever makes a Whitecaps first team debut, we're obviously going to be there. We're, we're right there. We are already on him for signing his first professional contract currently with the U-20s, which starts Friday, by the way. So you guys could tune into that at, uh, during the midday um, on uh, CONCACAF's website, and etc. Arshdi Baines isn't related to us. That we know of, at least. <laughs> but Because you know how... the like, Long lost brother. No, like, you know how like they say every Punjabi's related one way or another? Yeah, yeah. But okay, immediate family-wise, he's not, right? I'm sure, first of all, his dad was ecstatic over there, right? Thatcher yeah. Demko said he loved... Thatcher Demko's dad tweeted that he loved being part of that. And, you know, because he reminded of him when Demko made his debut and all that yeah. as well. But the thing I'm saying here is his family, obviously, immediate family, friends... um, etc are all going to be ecstatic our family group chat was talking like he was in the group chat yeah exactly social media non-hockey fans were putting stuff about him on their instagram stories right so no matter what happens we're gonna always be proud we're i'm always been that guy and i'm glad to see many other people are like that where they're gonna support the Punjabi community because we always hear the negatives it's so good. It's so happy. I'm so to see a positive story in the headlines. For sure. Yeah, Everywhere like, in Canada. It's not a Surrey story. It's not a Canada story. It's not just a North America story. This is a legit story. Uh, it's a worldwide story, in my opinion. It's an NHL story, right? Yeah. Like NHL you, story, you, and not just South Asian. Yeah. NHL story because of what he did to get to this what stage he did too, as, well. as well, right? It's a proper NHL story. TSN's going to, or Sportsnet, they're playing highlights. They're going to mention R.S.T. Baines played his first career oh, NHL game. we hope they would. Huh? We hope they would. They did. They, I watched them. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know, I don't know about TSN. That's what right? I'm saying, TSN. Yeah. I'm saying I hope. But, you know, but I'm just saying, like, they shown highlights. There was a, there's the special segment, five seconds, of him saying, this man has played his first career NHL game. And this is what he had to go through. And this is what he had to go through. Exactly. Yeah. So... Once again, congratulations, not just to Arshdeep, to the whole Baines family. Well-deserved. Hopefully, you can stay up. If not, hopefully, we just see you in the uh, long term in general. So, yeah, hopefully, we will hope to try to catch a game. But again, tickets are being sold out pretty quick because they're actually good this year. That's the only issue. And this is the good. best part. He's on the team when they're good and healthy-ish. Healthy-ish. That, that, that helps, but right? Yeah. Like, you're not getting called up yeah. into a shit situation. Yeah. Which is so, the best part. Um, yeah, so that'll wrap up our Canucks uh, conversation right now. We're going to talk about some other teams. But before we talk about the other teams, let's talk about a certain player of a team that we may not be fans of for obvious reasons, but we respect greatness. Austin Matthews has scored his 50th goal in 54 games. So what you're saying is I better see 70. <laughs> That's my, that was going to be my question. That was going to be my question. Because that is absolutely incredible. This man already scored 60 goals. In a year. Yeah. 50 and 54 games. I don't know the math, but that's almost one. We're not going to spend too much time on this because we're going to have a special video for Austin Matthews, like how we do, how we did with the... Yeah, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're going to make a video, hopefully within the next one or two weeks. But uh, we have to bring this up now because, again, I think since since January or the All-Star break, I think it's... No, since December 1st. 35 goals and now 36 goals in 33 games. Yeah. um, So that's more than a goal a game. It's, it, it's in, just incredible, right? Like, you don't see this stuff. 
is, a lot. Is he an MVP conversation now again? Obviously. Because they're talking about it. Is he the favorite, though? Because he's the reason why at least Toronto is at least this far up right now. I still think it's McKinnon. Yeah, that I, could be a little bit of an uh, anti-Leafs bias, too. But And I'm a huge yeah. McKinnon fan. But Yeah, that's true. How would you power rank it? Because right now, I think they have it as McKinnon, Kucherov, and McDavid. You can't knock any of those guys either. Because you really if you're can't. looking at total points, he's not in there. Exactly. You can't really. He's set. He's a 73 tied with Pedersen. You can't really knock those so, guys. Yeah. You can't really knock the other three either. It's a tough because a lot of people have been good this year. Yeah. Right. I like, still give it to the other guys because they're doing. I'm not saying because he's not getting it because he's not assisting. Maybe he got gotten more assists than sure, but I can't even blame him because his uh, teammates may not be scoring for him. But, eh, man. but at the end of the day, just just this accomplishment. If you're a goal scorer, your your job is to score goals. And We're Aust- not gonna spoil that video. Austin so Matthews is a goal scorer. Yeah. And fifty and that's 50. and what's the easiest way to get a first point like like first hand assist or point like that type of thing? Rebounds. Scoring a goal. <laughs> no, it's just scoring a goal. Because you're oh. guaranteed your point. Oh, like you get a point too. You don't yeah. have to rely on secondary. Oh, I thought you assist. meant like assist, like you no, know, no, no, you no. get rebounds, you get the primary assist. As no, well. no, no, no. Like the fre- the best way to get a primary point is a goal. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right? for sure. Because you're not relying on someone to finish your assist. But yeah, so stay, but yeah, stay, stay tuned, tuned for the We're Matthews. Keep yeah. that there for now. They're currently third in the um the Atlantic, so it's fine. But sticking in the Western Conference still, and the reason why, when we mentioned the Canucks and Kings, and you were a little bit more optimistic than I was. It's because they're on a four-game win streak. It seems like they're kind of figuring their stuff out again. And they're currently one game behind Edmonton. Now, Edmonton does have two games in hand. Now, assuming uh, how that game goes tonight against Boston, we don't know. By the time this comes out, we'll know what the result was. So it could potentially be one game in hand and still they'll be one point behind, right? So they, as much as I, still, I think we still agree that Canucks, Golden Knights, and the Oilers are probably locked top three in our eyes. But... They're definitely knocking on that door of coming back into the top three like they were at the beginning of the year, and like I said, they were battle tested. They could be. They were a, many people's underrated team for rightfully so at the time at the beginning of the year, and an underrated team to be winning the cup. I'm not saying they're back to winning the cup status because their goaltending has been not there like it was at the beginning of the year because Cam Talbot was an all star. Yeah, he ain't playing like an all star. <laughs> to be he's also with dealt you. with a lot of injuries as well. Exactly. So, yeah, um, keep an eye out on LA. Yeah, keep an eye on LA. But we'll move over to the East. The East. We have Rangers and we have the Panthers who are on win streaks themselves. I believe the Panthers on a six game and the Rangers on an eight game. Yeah, so yeah. in the last 10, Panthers are nine and one. And then the Rangers are eight, one and one. Yeah, so. Which of which those eight are win, eight wins? Yeah, these guys are obviously in both of our top five power rankings as Check well. Check those out, by the way. NHL or is there shorts or Instagram, wherever you want to see it. And yeah, they've been incredible, right? Like, We've seen Panthers, you know, they've been battle-tested last year, obviously. The Rangers, I think they just made too many moves at the deadline. To, like, that's why it probably didn't work out. Yeah. But we've seen these teams, you know, especially the Rangers, from day one, be here. Right? Like, when the Rangers were, like, a top-five team, top-seven team, legit the whole year, they didn't really fall out of that from day game one of the NHL season. Right? The Panthers obviously took some time to get there, obviously, dealing with injuries, but... Seeing these both teams at their best, right, it's kind of hard to not to see that this will should be the Eastern Conference Finals because they've both been absolutely incredible. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, Florida, like you said, um, they're healthy. Yeah. Right? Before Ekblad was injured. Montour was and injured. Montour was injured. Now they're back, right? They were relying on OEL at the time. 
even though he did well. Uh, Bobrovsky's still continuing his playoff yeah. form, right? And the like, Rangers obviously had that little stretch in the middle where they were struggling a little bit, but now again, eight game win streak, they seem like they're finding their way. If they could get some depth scoring, especially from their guys that are at the moment considered busts <laughs> in Capocaco and Alexei Lafreniere, because Philip Hedo's out for the year. If yeah, I, that's a big I'm loss. not mistaken on that, right? I think is he's it, out for the year. Is it for the year? I think he's out for the year. I'll double check. But at least if they could get, find some depth scoring. Because you're not, you're not having that kid line <laughs> in <Yeah>. the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then they'll be a favorite coming out of the... Because I still, I'm still picking Florida to make the final again. Yeah, no, but the crazy part is that two years ago, right, this Rangers team, same core, same squad, basically, were the Eastern Conference Finals upsetting the Carolina Hurricanes in the second round. Yeah. Right? We say we said Florida has done been there, done that, especially last year's run, and they're proving it's not a fluke right now at the moment. The Rangers have been there and done that too. Yeah. With the same core. There's a reason why I thought squad. they were going to make it last year. Exactly. That's why Before like, they made those moves. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the crazy part is, like, Shesterkin hasn't been... He's out for the year. Shesterkin, uh, he does offer the... Yeah, that's a big uh, Shesterkin, yeah. Shesterkin hasn't been the, considered the best. Like, he's good. He's been good, but he hasn't been Shesterkin, right? Boyk he, has been carrying for a little bit. Yeah, so, like, it's... Because, like, these goalies, you know, they set expectations so high that, like, if you don't see him play at that level, you're going to be concerned. Yeah. And they're doing that without Shesterkin being Shesterkin. Shesterkin's not playing horrible, right? To a normal standards, Shesterkin is good. But to Shesterkin standards, he hasn't been... You know that Vesna guy, because it, yeah. because every year we we think Vesna Shostakovich is top three. At every the, year he's at, in a conversation. At the end of the day, to close out the NHL topic as a whole, now to come back to the Western Conference a little bit, but even the East, there's no team that's really a true contender. But what I mean is that Colorado team that won the cup, that Tampa Bay team that won the cup, where they're like far and away the best team. Even when Vegas won it last year, Edmonton was right there, right. This year, that's why the Canucks aren't like people are saying. Oh, yeah, the Canucks are, uh, are like. There's a reason why I'm saying they're not. There's they assume that they're the best in the league. They haven't heard of the President's Trophy curse because I don't think a President's Trophy winner had won in a while. Look at Boston last year. So my point is, the difference. There's many teams from both conferences that could still. You won't be surprised that will win it all. Exactly. There's big differences, right? Like, you have the Canucks, you have the Vegas Golden Knights, you have the Oilers, you have the. Honestly, you can throw in the, you have to throw in the Jets in there. You have to throw in the Stars what they've done this year. Yeah. You have to throw, there's six teams right there. And then you go say bubble, you bubble, bubble Team Kings. And the bubble, bubble Team Kings. Kings. So that's all, seven teams. And then obviously you, Jets, there's six, seven teams there. Oh, the yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Right? East, you still have. You can't get rid of what Tampa Bay has done, right? Like, they're probably they're the, the most experienced there. probably. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto at the end of the day is always in the conversation. Doesn't matter how yeah, badly they choke. Exactly. They're, they're a bubble team. Yeah. But we'll still come them. They're Carolina, New Jersey. Uh, not New Jersey. This not year. The, the Rangers. If New Jersey gets in, though, maybe. Yeah. The Panthers. You got the Bruins. Another six teams. Yeah. Four, two years ago, it was clear cut that Colorado and Tampa and Tampa Bay were going to be in the cup final. Yeah. And they destroyed everyone in their path to get there. Yeah. So this it's year, not that anymore. It, is, it isn't that. So in that case, sure. Canucks are a contender, but I would... Again, like I said, I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised. I won't just classify him there. But yeah. Uh, anyways, let's just clo- close it out there. Um, comment your guys' thoughts on this part below. But let's move on to some footy. We're gonna talk about some soccer because first leg of the Champions League um, has end- ended. The first leg of the round of 16. Uh, two upsets off the bat, right? And we got that's where we're gonna make our make our big focus on. Then the first upset 
which we'll talk about with the management change soon there in uh, Bayern Munich, losing to Lazio or nothing. That was a game we said that we'll watch out for an upset. And then today, a 90-something minute winner by FC Porto. Nice finish, banger goal over Arsenal. Who I thought like, or who are coming into this game on a hot streak themselves. Yeah. So we'll work our way backwards, I guess. Yeah, we'll start with our most recent one. So, oh yeah, Porto Arsenal, boring game. That's what I heard. A lot of because I focus more. I focus on the Barca Napoli. Uh, yeah, I watched which that was one one. Um, I turned the game on at the right time. Same. So I think it was named Jello, Gallo, um, Galeno, Galeno, Jaleno. Yeah, Jaleno, Galeno. Yeah. Yeah. So he scored. It all happened because of stock you subbed off. I'm kidding. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, no, he takes a touch inside, curler far post, uh, right side of the net. Um, David Raya beaten, and then yeah, Ar- it came off an Arsenal turnover as well. It wasn't a good game, right? Looking back at it, you know, our cousin in the group chat was an Arsenal fan said himself, it was not a good game. The good news is they're coming to the Emirates, so yeah, I was gonna say that's that. the good news. And we've seen Arsenal at the Emirates, they've been good, right? So they're definitely not finished, that's for sure. Yeah, other side, um, the other game, the other. Uh, before we get to that game, the Bayern Munich game, the game I think we classified as uh, game of the round, I guess, the best way to put it. Like the, the game the game of the draw. Uh, the draw of the 16, I guess, whatever. Whatever you want to say. It was Inter Milan Atletico, I think. I think you had Barca Napoli, maybe, but... I had Barca Napoli in the conversation. Again, they're... But Inter... Barca, Inter- like, quick comment on that game. Barca had more... Their Barca looked more dominant. Napoli escaped with a draw, so Napoli is really happy. Yeah. That they got a draw. Barca, probably a little bit not. But then again, but yeah. I think, you know, but it, no, was, inter- it was still a good part inter- Lewandowski, like, what happened, happened with Lewandowski and Oshiman scoring. Yeah. Nobody surprised yeah. that happened. Inter Atletico, like I said, no upsets really happened. Both were 50-50 for me. Inter is obviously at home. They got the one nothing game. This is a classic Atletico, right? Keep the game at least like this and Close. they might tr- do something, right? But let's talk about the other upset, which resulted in Thomas Tuchel. Not getting sacked immediately, but gone at the end of the year, which confuses me. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, uh, I couldn't catch this game. I think I had a work thing that day, so I'm not sure if you, how much of you watched. But losing one nothing at Italy, though, uh, against Lazio, is uh, at the Stadio Stadio Olimpico in Roma. But at the end of the like I said, at the end of the day, it was a penalty kick given in the 69th minute. And they got it done. Got but a red card at the 67th minute as well. Open McConnell once again, another red card. Right. Uh, how, how do I say it? Because he got a red card on the weekend again when they got upset, right? When we talked about Tekel then too. But yeah. There's obviously two glaring things looking at this game. Yeah. One was obviously the red card in the penalty. Yeah. Right. The second thing is Byron took 17 shots, okay. zero on, on target. Goal. Yeah. So you can't win if you're not. Do- if you're not shooting on target. So, just from that stat alone... And there's no excuse because you have Harry Kane as your striker. Yeah, I know. But from that stat alone, zero shots on target, the best you could do is a draw. Yeah. So, the game, the game speaks for itself, Yeah. Right? So, here's my question to you. Which team will get upset, more likely to get upset? It's Byron. I'm still sticking with it. Uh, I said it before. What's your reasoning with that? Because what if I say Arsenal hasn't won a knockout game since 2015? It's because... And Porto... It's is, because... Okay, answer that part first. It's because Arsenal 
have not won a knockout game in, since 2015. Okay. It's because of that. Because Byron, we've seen in the Champions League, Byron does play well. Right? That's what and I'm we, saying. They, they did really well in the group, right? They beat Man that, United. That's they my beat, point. Yeah. They beat Galatasaray. You know, we're decent teams. Obviously, Man United. Uh, and then Copenhagen, who somehow came second as well in that group as well. Whereas Arsenal, they haven't been that team in the Champions League. Last year, so they lost. In, they got bounced in the Europa League last year in the first... Uh, so you're saying Arsenal's more motivated? I'm that one two I just think Arsenal just doesn't have they're that Europe better coached they're better coached Arsenal doesn't have the UCL experience right whereas Byron does right so, so the point no the, I'm, I'm telling you <laughs> this this is making you sound like you're saying so Byron. I'm saying that Byron is a better UCL team yeah so that's why they're gonna be a bigger upset oh okay, okay. yeah I should have rephrased the question a bit as well so that's, that's who do you think is more likely to get upset is my question Oh, okay. then I, still, I thought I thought that's what I said. But I thought yeah. I said what? What is more the board bigger upset? Okay, I meant to say who do you? Unless I'm gonna mess Who do you think is more likely to be the bigger upset? Oh, I still. Oh, well, yeah. So you that's, still, it's Byron. That's Byron. So that's what you said. Who Who do you think is the yeah, bigger? Yeah. Who upset? do you think will lose essentially? Like, who do you think? Who? Uh, if, if you, you have, if you were to put twenty bucks on a team to definitely go through and definitely to miss. Yeah. So it's like that. Because you said, who do you think is the bigger upset? So uh, that's why I said Byron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm still sticking with Byron. I said it before. So, I'm still sticking with my gut. I think. Um, Okay, yeah, so I think you, Lazio, yeah, I just, wait, wait, they're not coached that, well. They're not coached answer, well. Before you answer that, part two of the question is, who do you think is the better team, Porto or Lazio? I think... And I know you don't really watch I think the league, Porto. Portuguese, or whatever I think it's, it's called, or Serie A. I like personally that. think it's Porto, because I've always seen Porto be here. Right? Lazio yeah. Lazio's obviously in a tougher so, Italian league as well. Okay, so here's my thing. Arsenal doesn't have that experience, and they're playing a tougher opponent. Bayern Munich, but they have the better coaching. Bayern Munich might have the worst coaching out of the two teams playing a weaker opponent with the experience. Yeah. Obvi- for obviously, the obvious answer is Bayern Munich, but you, are you going? Your, I guess current form is Arsenal. So are you just going on current form? Yeah, I'm just going on, going on what I'm seeing, right? Like, there's no business Bayern being down whatever six or seven points, you know, off the Bundesliga league. Yeah. Arsenal's still been incredible. Arsenal's in the two points league. off first. Arsenal. Yeah. In the toughest league in the world. Arsenal figures it out. Yeah. Arsenal, this year, whenever they had a bad game, they bounce back with a good game. Whenever they are losing 1-0, they come back and win a lot of the times. right? I think Arsenal is up there with Liverpool with one of the most goals in the league after the 75th minute as well. So Arsenal figures shit out. You can't say that about Bayern Munich. This year, yeah. Yeah, yeah you no, cannot I say nothing, that. I have nothing against them. Yeah, so that's... Like, honestly, if Arsenal were to play Bayern, I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal win. Like, I'm... <laughs> Heavily more confident in Arsenal to bounce back than I am in Bayern Munich. And obviously, a lot, a lot of Even that... Even after that performance from today? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that is, is to do with coaching. And especially, I think the both teams are coming back at home as well. Right? Yeah, they're both teams their, are. Yeah, so that's going to help benefit Arsenal as well. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't trust Tukel. I, ju- I generally don't. So, speaking of Tukel... And then the Harry Kane curse as well. You know, <laughs> speaking of Tukel, um, it's the similar pl- path of Xavi. Cause I'm not gonna say Klopp because Klopp chose most likely chose to step down after they're actually playing well, whereas Barcelona is a struggling. But Tuchel is not coming back the following year. How surprised are you that it was not an immediate sack? And is that the right decision? Yes, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's, it was the thing with Barca is that we saw good in Barca a little bit too, right? And uh, obviously, obviously, Xavi being a legend as well, they're probably that's the lightest way of doing it, I guess. Byron Tuchel hasn't done anything for Byron 
legit. And this is gonna make it worse. Yeah. If anything. Legit hasn't done anything for Bayern. Whereas yeah. you know, Xavi still has like the player. You know, he's a legend. You know, let him down nicely, or you know, have a proper agreement, proper you know, both parties agree to part ways type of thing. Uh, Tuchel uh, yeah, deserved every right to be fired instantly, and I think he said himself, Nagelsmann got fired for less. So yeah, I'm very surprised it's not. Yeah. Instant. Um. Obviously, I our um, reason might be that like you know, you're in the middle of this Champions League, you know. I don't I, care. I know I don't care, but I'm, t- if I'm trying to think in their perspective. If you're, I'm trying to think in their perspective, they're in the middle of a Champions League leg, right? They'll be like, okay, yeah, we need a coach. I would have waited for this leg, this leg, tie to finish. Yeah. If they get upset by Lazio, that's what, that's what I meant to they should get fired. He should get sacked immediately. For sure. Right. So I'm sur- he still can, for all we know. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I said, I don't blame Tuchel in this sense that he should not have been let go by Chelsea in the first place. And that's on Chelsea for how bad they still are. And because of that, you ruined Tuchel, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, if he does, get, which he's gone, I don't think he should get another big job. I think he should take the Unai Emery approach. And because who knows, he might get a Barcelona job, right? The biggest loser in this case is Barcelona. Because Klopp has said, I ain't coaching next year. That's what his agent also, or his manager or whatever said. He's like, no matter what, he ain't coaching Barcelona and he ain't coaching the national team. Right? Okay, yeah. Klopp, so in that case, that's the biggest loser because Klopp is available for you. Yeah. Right? At the same time, I think uh, this guy, Tuchel, needs to coach like a West Ham before he can get another big job. Yeah. And Barcelona's rumored to get Hansi Flick now as well. But... The successor. Right now, they're saying that for both Liverpool and Byron, it's Xavi Alonso. For sure. Like I said, we penciled in Xavi Alonso for Liverpool, not knowing this was going to happen at the time. <laughs> now that this is happening, you know, people are saying if, if I were Xavi Alonso, he, would cho- he should choose Liverpool. Yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, let's see who offers him more money. If you were to bet right now, stuff could change. I'm just saying at this moment, where is Xavi Alonso coaching next year? Bayer Leverkusen, Bayern Munich. I think right now, I saw a report that that's where it's leading right now. He's leading Bayern Munich or Liverpool. I'm going to go with Liverpool just because. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say this much with confidence. He's not going to be a Bayern Leverkusen next year. Okay. that's I'm going to say that with 100% confidence. Yeah. Other two is obviously tough. Um, and we don't know what other firings are going to happen. Yeah, we These don't know two that make too. the most sense because he's been he played there. I think it's Liverpool just because, you know. Premier League? Premier League, tougher I'd challenge, you know, big club as well. Obviously, Bayern's a big club too. Um, good squad. You know, everything's everything's in place for Liverpool at the moment. So, I think it's Bayern Munich because they take everybody. That that's, that's why. the only reason why. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's too. the only reason why. Because it's more of a meme answer I'm giving. Yeah, but yeah. But there's still backup points to that. So yeah, yeah, that's true. But okay, moving on. Another coach sacking. Not gonna talk too much about this. Roy Hodgson stepped down from Crystal Palace. Um, so let's see. Maybe Tukal will go there. <laughs> but, was, yeah. but moving on, last thing to soccer. This is we might take a couple of minutes to talk about this because it's Man United. Officially announced that Sir Jim Ratcliffe is has taken what twenty seven point something percent ownership. Yeah. I didn't listen to his press conference or his interview today. However, from the bits I saw on Twitter in terms of like the the guys who summarize it in quotes. The important parts. Yeah. The Ten Hag part, he said, like, there hasn't been that guy to do it. It's, it seems like he's leaning continuity. 
rather than changing. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't read it properly. From I don't remember that one properly. I mean, but if that's the case, I agree with that because I, you know, I don't think Grand Potter right now is the answer. Like even to your point last time, you said about some of these coaches are good maybe for development side of things. Like for example, Shabby Alonso. We don't know how he will do, but you know the name you brought up. I forgot the name you brought up before. I think you brought up Grand Potter. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I don't know who else you brought, but the name that was Grand Potter for Brighton, right? Like, yeah, but Roberto De Zerbi's linked to a lot of places, right? Uh, to for like he's supposed to be the successor for uh, Pep. So the guy replaced, Potter but we, again to your to the uh, current Brighton coach. Yeah, yeah. To argue your point with your to sorry not argue point to back your point, we don't know because he's never coached a big club, right? So but going back to the another part of a Radcliffe one that stuck to me when I looked over it as well. Okay. Um. He respects City and Liverpool, but he wants to beat them. And he also says... So essentially what Ten Hag said. Yeah, but he also said... Uh, it's a... Three-year plan. Instead of a 10-year plan. He's like, fans need to be patient. But, but not like 10-year Not 10-year patient, three years patient. Yeah. And uh, which is honestly what we've seen this year, a fair assessment. It, it is fair, genuinely. But now it's on Ratcliffe because he has the footballing control as well. Um footballing operations control as well so let's see what he does because are you gonna make changes are you gonna you know buy players that actually fit the manager's system instead of buying players on deadline day for the sake of buying players because the glazers are being on blast because you've been on blast we're having a shit deadline right so is there gonna be are we gonna have a strategic buying plan this summer so here's the thing with them uh like i said three-year plan Fair assessment. It could be quicker. It could not be quicker. I, I I hope he keeps the coach, but again, I'm fine with whatever decision. Keep in mind, Omar Barada has been poached from City as a CEO over there. Dan Ashworth is a person that are going after heavily, and he wants that, Dan Ashworth. Of course, at the end of the day, whatever big club calls you, you take it because you could be potentially responsible for glory days. Yeah. Right? Like Ten Hag last year, we're getting so much praise. So Just much. winning yeah, the Carabao yeah. Cup. Yeah. Right? And the top four, in, the, in his case, top three. Top but, three. And potentially top four this FA year. FA Cup final. But, so what he's saying is, Dan Ashworth has been put on gardening leave. I don't understand these British terms of what that means. By Newcastle, as United tried to finalize a deal for him to come support, become sporting director at Old Trafford. Issue with that is, I think he has like a year or so left. That means either we have to wait a year and a half, or um, we could agree to a compensation package. Now, I hope that's... I hope we just buy him out basically essentially yeah. yeah um but yeah so like he said it's not an overnight change it's not a light switch it's gonna take two or three seasons uh he definitely said it's not a 10-year plan because fans will get impatient that way at the end of the day if, if fans ask for it you as a raptor fan are acknowledging that now like this is what you asked for this is what i asked for you have to live through this pain live through it now um he has plans to either redevelop old trafford or build a new stadium as he admitted the 74,000 capacity venue has fallen behind so yeah um so far, I'm happy with what he's saying. Uh, again, actions speak a lot louder than words. We've heard many times. But I like the words so far. So far. Yeah. Because right? everybody was still hating it, the fact that Glazers are involved. Based on this, the Glazers are not involved. So we'll see how um, true that is. He's obviously, like I said, he's making his, his stance on things, trying to get Dan Ashworth in. But one thing I do want to say to him is get rid of the medical stuff. Please get rid of the medical stuff. <laughs> Because Luke Shaw is probably done for the year, which means we probably have to watch Victor Lindelof play left back unless they put Sofian Amrabat in or that Kangawa Ball. What's his name? The young guy that played for Kambawala. us? Kambawala. Yeah, he might go right back or whatever the case might be, right? 
because Martinez is out for a couple of months as well. Juan Basaka still out too. Juan Basaka is out. So even if your option was Dallo left uh, back and Juan Basaka right back, that's gone. So here's why you need to fire the medical staff. You already knew Luke Shaw is injury prone. Okay, Tyrell Malasia has not been found. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I don't know. It's like the, it's like a Jelani Woods situation with him. Our backup left back has been out all year. Your backup left back of the backup left back is playing right back right now. Who is your starting right back? <laughs> so essentially, you're yeah. the guy who come in. Even though I consider Juan Basaka could be a starter, those two you can't do that. And assuming you listen to the health, uh, the uh, the health team and all that, the medical team that Malasia will be back or Shaw is perfectly fine or whatever the case is, you sent back Sergio Regulon. Yeah. So. You're screwed. There's, uh, you need to fire the medical staff. And then so on top of that, there's other injuries, right? Like, Lissandro Martinez got injured again. Shaw got injured he, again. And uh, we've seen Martial this is out for the year. So here's the so thing. So on and so forth. Here's the thing. Right. When we've seen these players go on their health stretch, you know, we saw Martinez play a few games. We saw Shaw play, right? Game changers. We were, we were on a four-game win streak at the moment. Yeah. And now all the same injuries reoccurred again. And you're going to have, a, you know, City coming up in three weeks. Two weeks as well. I would have wanted Lindelof playing there. Um, you're gonna have a, a tough, tough April and a, I mean tough May, even a tough April. Like it's gonna be a balance. You're gonna have good games. Yeah, back yeah. Game. You're gonna have you have a lot of tough teams to face, a lot of important games, right? A lot of teams that are ahead of and you. And you're probably doing it without a natural left back. You're doing it without and a the young left back. You sold him. I don't know why you didn't put him on loan. You sold him to Benfica. Yeah. So you're doing it without a natural left back. One of your best center backs. Um. Finally, your midfield is healthy, yeah. right? Um, and then strike force, you only have three people. And legit, if Garnacho and Hoyland and Rashford, if you know one of them are off their game, we're screwed because our attack is dead. All three of them Unless have to be on the game. Ahmed, and he's young. Ahmed Diallo, Teneg doesn't even play him. And then we already know what the story Which is. Which I'm fine with that because he does the same thing with Garnacho yeah. in the past and all that. But then, then you already know the story with the Anthony. Anthony. So he's no, not so people do. are saying Anthony should play left back. Honestly. Because <laughs> they say that he, they feel like he's a better left back than a he left. He does player. more defensive work. But than I'm he scared does he's gonna dribble and spin in his own half. And That's true too. But yeah, so and clear the ball. He's it's proving that when this squad got healthy, they proved that they're a good squad and they could win games. Yeah, sometimes and, if it's, is it annoying to watch? Sure, but they but get they it win games, right? At the end of the day, like they were, that Wolves game was a great game. Yeah, right. Obviously, there was no business. They should have drew. Like you know, it should have been four three game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, there were a lot of missed chances. Like a lot, like Bruno, Hoyland, Rashford, everyone missed chances. That game should have been six zero. It should have been six zero and done and dusted. But the, if you're looking at the performance itself, it was an incredible performance. It was a yeah. good performance. It was fun to watch, and yeah, obviously, it was a scare as well at the same time. But it was clear that Man United should have won that game, which eventually did happen. Probably another game. I think Luton Town game. Um, first a, first twenty minutes, it wasn't good. After that. It was like meh. It was meh. It was a, there was the game right after Wolves that they just dominated. Yeah, they did that too. Program. I forgot which one was that. That's what I'm trying to remember. But yeah, no. The, the point while you look that up, the point is I, I'm. Excited. Oh, West Ham, we won three zero. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm and that they were a top team that we needed to win at the time. Yeah. Too, so yeah, like I said, I'm excited to see these changes again. Action speak louder than word. We'll, we'll see if everything is finalized in terms of the staff and everything by the summer. But just please fire the medical team. I I, I can't stand this anymore because <laughs> like there's no reason why. We do not have a left back. Yeah, for sure. Like a primary left back at all. So, all right, let's, let's move on. The rest are gonna be quick. Let, yeah. Look very quickly. Let's go to the MLB. Um, 
Liam Hendricks again. He he was a guy the the cancer last year. Yeah. Yeah. So sign with the Red Sox again. Love to see that he's playing his career. I guess he's in the division rival, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, free agency wise, though, that's the only free agency move you see. Yeah, we mentioned what Merrifield is a Philly uh, last time. Blue, Blue Jays news wise, Hyunjin Ryu is signed an eight year contract with eight years. I thought it was four years. It was eight years. Says right here, twelve point eight million dollar contract with Korea's Hanwha Eagles. So his MLB career is done. Is over. Yes, miss, I'm gonna miss that guy. He uh, if it wasn't the injuries, he was. He was actually really. Bro, good. he came off Tommy John and was incredible. Yeah, and honestly, I was actually. I'm literally upset why the Blue Jays didn't re-sign him just because I would, would love to see pitching depth. Maybe he wanted to go home. Maybe that's another reason. Uh, the other thing is... I, I just want to see pitching the depth. The other thing is when uh, he left the Dodgers, the Dodgers immediately won the World Series. Well, maybe that's true. <laughs> so I'm just looking but at yeah, positive no, that way. But I'm just... Yeah, we were looking at positive. <laughs> I was just saying that, you know, he was a good pitching depth piece. Yeah, I just feel like... He should have been cheap as well. A couple things. He probably wanted to go home. He's obviously older. He is He's old, coming yeah. off Tommy John. Um, he probably might know his MLB career is coming to an end yeah, so as well. At the end of the day, maybe he wasn't getting offers anywhere else either. Yeah, that's true. So why would the Blue Jays be the only team to do it, right? But yeah, shout out to Hyunjin Ryu. Uh, yeah. Brought some excitement in these last four years for the Jays. Obviously, yeah, his signing was a, the first signing. Kickstarted, kickstarted this things. Jays yeah. run here as well. Uh, speaking of the Jays, before we talk about the other free agency, Bo Bouchette literally said, like, it's time. We have to hold each other accountable. And uh, we, we're here to prove people wrong. And we're two of those people that he needs to prove wrong because we're not confident at all with this team. Will I be surprised they do well? No, because it's A, it's baseball. B, we've seen potential before. But it's just, we're basing it off historical facts. Bro, we've been stuck on potential for the last exactly. five years. Exactly. We're, we're sticking on with two we're, years of his history, if you want to put it that way. We're, st we're stuck on, you know, this team has potential. This team hasn't got the job done. We're, we're stuck on hope. Yeah. We don't have facts. We don't have evidence. That's what we're, we don't have. Exactly. That. So, so listen, obviously we're Jays fans. We're always going to be Jays fans. We're obviously not rooting against this team to be oh right. Yeah. We're never going to be that. We always say prove us wrong. But yeah, um, that's the Jays side of things. So we'll see. Spring training games start this weekend. By the way, MLS has already begun. So you guys could watch Messi play. I, meant, I forgot to mention that in soccer. Inter-Miami 2-0 dub. Uh, and all four of those former Barca dudes played. But... Uh, uh, the three, the big story of the MLB baseball season outside of spring training starting is that Blake Snell, Cody Bellinger, and I guess to a lower, ex lesser extent, Matt Chapman are still free agents. And Justin Turner, obviously new Blue Jay, has said it's kind of been a weird thing for baseball. I don't know what he said exactly because a Cy Young winner, literally the mo the reigning NL Cy Young winner. He's done it um, twice. A rookie of the year and a top defensive player have not signed yet anywhere. And now, two, I think all three, or maybe two for sure, have Scott Boris connections. Um, and he says he does not want to have a cap because it restricts certain things. Maybe you need to look for a new agent. I don't know. Because he, he takes his... his like, okay, my question to you is this. Like, when are they going to sign? Middle of spring training. These three, all three of these players... There's will, no heavy rumors coming out either. All three of these players will be on... JD a, Martinez is the other... Uh, yeah, all person. three of these players will be on a roster. I'm fairly confident that so before the regular season right starts. Right now, the latest... I have to check on Google to see what's going on because I wasn't seeing anything from the insiders. Google said Yankees are in touch with Blake Snow, which is going to be scary. Yeah. The Mariners are in touch with Chapman. And the Cubs are not looking to re-sign Bellinger, apparently. So we'll see how... Yeah, at this rate, they're not going to get what the hell they want, right? That's for sure. But right? they better sign quick, too, because... Uh, 
You don't want to have a shit year. Yeah, like you don't want to come in. Because at the end of the day, like you're going to be on a prove it year contract. Uh, other Again. than Snell, I, I'm fairly confident Snell will have a four or five year deal. Yeah, I don't know how he has. Yeah, uh, unless he's looking for something ridiculous. But like Chapman and Bellinger, like they have, they have to. Prove they're they're going to have another prove it year. Well, Bellinger has to prove a second year. Yeah, essentially, they're going to have another prove it year. But yeah. So we'll see. Um, Let's move on to the next topic. We'll go. We'll go NBA. NBA. We'll end off on the NFL quickly, but NBA two news. NBA will be back uh, today. Today, yeah. Uh, so that's about a week of no basketball. All Star, like I said, has ended. The thing with the we'll start with the first news that happened a couple of days ago. Jock Vaughn dismissed the uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Ollie is going to be the interim bench boss following his uh, firing. Kevin Ollie was also like linked to a lot of other coaching uh, opportunities in the summer as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, so he led UConn to a national title as a head coach in 2014. That's Ollie's resume. Vaughn was in the middle of the second season at the helm in Brooklyn because keep in mind, he took over Steve Nash last year. Did decently well, even with Irving and uh, with Kyrie and Katie. Then they ultimately got traded. And uh, yeah, right? So the thing here I do want to say is with Brooklyn, everybody knows my thoughts. I think you share the same thoughts. Yeah. Unless Kevin Ollie comes in and does something crazy because he's a younger coach or whatever, nothing's going to change. You yeah. do you recently come out and said Mikael Bridges is your you're going to build around him. He's the face of the franchise. And to that I disagree heavily. I'm not disrespecting Mikael Bridges. He's a very good basketball player, but he's a number 3 on a championship team. Yeah, we said this many times before, especially in our check out our NBA trade deadline if you want to hear more of an in-depth Nets rant because uh the Nets again were stagnant at the deadline. They didn't do anything. And uh, and my point, Mikel Bridges and Cam Thomas have put together strong campaigns, and they're outside of a plan right now. Exactly, and that's that's probably the best piece of evidence you could to support your point. Basically. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. I think they were also rumored to be pissed that, or no, it was Dinwiddie and Bridges were pissed that they were he was building around Ben Simmons, Jock Vaughn was a little bit, and obviously we know Ben Simmons ain't that Ben Simmons anymore. Does he even play? He does. He's like off, up and down with it. Well, yeah, but he's not the same Ben Simmons. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep that there. But like I said, um, I don't think this changes much unless Kevin Ollie goes, this is just a head coaching yeah. audition and he does something crazy and just... Moving on to more yeah. positive news, Michael Conley. And um, Okay, stop extending names if you don't know <laughs> that's their actual name. <laughs> I don't know, I just, I just think I do. But Mike Conley got an extension from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's had a down year in percentage. Uh, just overall points-wise, but his three-point percentage has been there. Again, you have Anthony Edwards and you have Carl Anthony Towns leading the way. You're there for veteran leadership, steady point guard play, and uh, yeah, pretty much that's it. And defense. That's it. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. But at least you're knocking your shot down. This two-year, $21 million contract extension, I don't know if this is two years, 21 per or 21 total. If it's 21 total, I'm fine with it. I think it's 21 total. Okay. Because the, NHL usually goes like year. Yeah. Like M- M- NBA usually has the, and NFL usually have the full, like they see the full. Yeah, contract. so like he's yeah. like I said to my uh, early, he's thirty six, so I make uh, so I, I I think I agree with you there, with the contract how it's laid out. Ten point six points per game, which is his lowest since his rookie season, but six point four assists and career high forty four percent from three. So he's doing his job right, like, and he's leading the team and, and leading, leading a team as like leadership wise. He's leading them through point guard ways. He's leading them through, you know, leadership and experience. Yeah. 
and he's doing his job, you know, playmaking, knocking down the three, occasional three when he needs to. And yeah, he's been efficient. He's done his job well. And honestly, it's fair. Uh, I found everything fair about this. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Just reward the guy. And he's a big factor of why your team's first place right now at the moment. Uh, let's close it off. little fun topic. Because to, NFL, like I said, there's no real news. Off, uh, free agency doesn't start for another month. I guess the tag rumors and all that is going to be intact. But let's talk about what the score article has dropped. A The trades. A seven, seven blockbuster trades we want to see this NFL offseason. Dropped by Jack Brown. We will agree writer. if we want to see this or not. Yeah. We'll start off. We'll go down the Just line. down the list. Devontae Adams to the Jets. I want to see him gone. I don't care where. I guess the Jets, I don't really want to see it. Okay, so you want to see him gone? The Jets, obviously, we know why it's the perfect fit. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers. And the second reason is their team is also is desperate in general. Yeah. So, do I want to see it happen? As a Colts fan, no, obviously. But does it make sense? Yes. Do I see both teams, you know, make it happen? Yes, I do, I do, I do think that. Yeah. All right, next up, you got Fields to the Steelers. And uh, if I'm the Steelers, uh, I, I'm... All uh, over this? All over this, yeah. But I would rather see him in Atlanta. That's just yeah. me. So... I think Atlanta, like, it'll be more fun to watch. I do Atlanta. not want to see this to the Steelers, but I do want to see him gone, obviously. And I want him to see him with yeah. the, um, a proper leadership group with proper weapons around him, uh, proper coaching staff around him. So I would rather see him in Atlanta personally. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't like. I won't say coaching staff wise. I'll just say weapons wise because Atlanta do have the better weapons. Um, coaching at the end of the day, you still have Mike Tomlin, right? You're still gonna have a proper coach. Raheem Morris is obviously Atlanta coach who's gonna have some. Then be an eye on him because it's his second stint as a coach. Uh, but yeah, Steelers should be all over this. Yeah, Steelers should be all over this. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with that part. I'm right. saying I would rather see him as a. Atlanta guy because I think he also goes home. All right, this next one's a little bit crazier. Yeah. Stephon Diggs to the Carolina Panthers. So I did predict that he might get traded. Which is fair. Yeah. But Gabe Davis also put a post saying that goodbye or something like that because he's a free agent. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be weird. But to the Panthers, I I don't know if I want to see Stephon Diggs there necessarily because of... That division is weak. So I get it. To help Bryce Young, it might help. For sure. Don't get me wrong with that. Do Would I rather see Stefan Diggs on a more of a, like a, cha- like, would I rather see him on a more ready now team that just might be a receiver away? I'm not saying the Colts, but I'm saying like maybe Houston. Yeah. So in Stefan, uh, Stefan Diggs perspective, obviously you wouldn't no. want it. For Panthers perspective, I like it in the terms of, you know, you got a veteran. You you need someone with yeah. Bryce Young. And CJ Stroud said himself that Bryce Young, you know, had it tough with his situation. So you have a new coaching staff, you know, you have all that stuff, get him a proper weapon. At the end of the day, Stefan Diggs is still a top ten receiver in this game. Right. Um, has his performances lived up to it, especially this year? No. For sure. But Stefan Diggs had, you know, years where he was a number one receiver, years where he's a number ten. He's done. He's been all over that list. Yeah, for a lot of people. But I would rather see him like on a okay. Yeah, now, you want not you, from a Colts perspective, but from a neutral fan perspective, a Houston Texans. Yeah, that's fair too. But for the Panthers, I don't hate it for the Bryce Young pers- aspect of it. Geno Smith for the Falcons. Uh, no, 
Yeah. I um, don't really care. Like I said, I want to see Justin Fields as a Falcon, but I'd, I'd rather just keep Geno Smith. Just draft a quarterback you think could fix Seattle. Let Geno Smith be that guy uh, for one more year and mentor him and move on. That's true. Um, another thing is, like, if if there's no Justin Fields and there's no draft, like, if you're looking at in the realm of... Uh, yeah, the article says that too. NFL, NFL, no draft, nothing. Geno Smith is the best option after Justin Fields for the Atlanta Falcons, so I could see why as well. And, yeah, but that's the only thing I really got there. Uh, I, I have no other world. Like, Falcons yeah. should be drafting a quarterback or getting a young quarterback like Fields. Brandon Ayuk... All right, so this one hit home. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. Brandon Ayuk is going to have a contract extension. That's going to be a big one. And he's going to get tagged most likely. Yeah. So because of that, obviously, trade talks will happen. You know, obviously, San Francisco are trying to get something done. Brandon Ayuk also and uh, put up cryptic. Not just him, family. Family members as well put up cryptic tweets or stories um, after the Super Bowl. So... We'll see what happens there. Brandon Ayuk, obviously, we don't know how the Niners are going to be able to keep him. Would you trade the 15th overall pick and do it like that debug trade again with the same team? I would. Okay, would you I pay would. him and Pittman $24 million per? Yes, because we need to get Anthony Richardson <laughs> all he can have. Yeah, so like, if that's <laughs> the case, I'm fine with... Hopefully, Jelani was just healthy. I'm fine with the tight end group unless they draft someone. Um, Bro, imagine. That being said, like I'll take this weapon group and just upgrade the old line and draft someone from. Oh no, you can't draft someone in the fifteenth pick. Yeah, no, but, but here's the thing, bro. Like we've seen Brandon Ayuk be incredible, right? And you're gonna pair him up with Pittman, who was incredible this who year. Who gets number eleven? Fight for <laughs> it. <laughs> who has who had more yards last year? Probably Ayuk, I think. Yeah, so Ayuk probably gets it. Uh, but you know the. Ayuk was incredible last we'll year. Worry for a while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ayuk was incredible last year, and there's no denying that. Yeah, and he's gonna be an upgrade to whatever team. And Niners should be trying to. How best realistic to is this? It. As uh, a Colts fan, from a Colts fan, a Colts fan the pers- Colts perspective. Yeah, Colts are always conservative, con- conservative, especially under the Ballard era, and it's worked some years. Worked not worked. Well, the one time they did trade a first round pick was yeah. Divorce. It's worked some years. Some years it didn't work. The thing here is that. You still never won the Super Bowl. You never won the big games. You weren't part of many of those big games. So, perfect, perfect chance to take a risk here is on Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, but like you said, they're usually conservative when it comes to the weapons. So, we'll see. Son Reddick to the Lions. Love it. Love it. Love Every it. aspect of it, just because Aiden Rut- Hutchinson and Hassan Reddick on each side rushing the passer is going to be incredible. Hassan Reddick himself, I think, is still 29. So, he still has some years left in him. Uh, Hassan Reddick, we believe he is the Eagles' best edge rusher, right? Who, honestly, Eagles have a lot of defensive line depth, so that's why I could see why they're moving on from him. So, but yeah, Lions need every bit of defense they can get. Hassan yeah. Reddick still is that guy. Um, Last one, Justin Simmons, Packers, and I same thing I said with the Lions and uh, Hassan Reddick, I love it. Love it. You're already <laughs> one of the younger teams. Justin Simmons is a top, what, three safety in the league, top five safety in the league as well. Um, I, I don't know what's happening with Jair Alexander. If he is staying, um, even, even if that he is, secondary is going to be insane. If he's staying, obviously, secondary is insane. Even if he is going, it's a good replacement to have in a secondary. Yeah. Yes, he's not a direct replacement at a cornerback, but you're still adding a stud. Stephon, uh, Justin Simmons has been one of the top uh, safeties 
for quite a bit now. And uh, yeah, young squad. Definitely would love to have that if I were them. And obviously their defense was, I would say, their lower point coming to that near the end of the year, finishing up the year. Their defense was worse than their offense. A team I'm not surprised to see on this list a little bit, or a player, sorry, Terry McLaurin. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been definitely indie. Yeah, yeah, that's for okay, sure. Okay, so last question to close it off. Fun topic. Indie fans will love this. 15th overall pick. You keeping it? Or you're gonna you have twice. You keep it and you take the best player available, and that's not a quarterback or a running back, which is obvious. Or you trade it for Brandon Ayuk, or you trade it for Justin Simmons, or you trade it for Terry McLaurin, or you trade it for um Jair Alexander. I think the smarter option all right, I would probably trade it. If right. those are the options. If those are the options. I think it's I think it's smarter to get Simmons or Jair Alexander. I think I think Jair. Right? Just because our defense and our secondary was atrocious. But You love Ayuk. I love wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I, wide receivers. I go I go Jair. I think that's the thing. I think Jair is the smartest option. Yeah. But if I'm going for in the fan of like I want in the aspect of what I want to see, what I want to watch as a fan. I want to watch offense, you know, I want, I want to watch an electric offense, you know, especially with that Richardson and Taylor will be the week one starters, barring any injuries. Please. You have Pitt on one side, you have Brandon Ayuk on one side, or Terry McLaurin. That's going to be an offense. Please, God, let this Indianapolis offseason go smoothly for once, because Anthony Richardson. And be aggressive. Jonathan Taylor, that too. And then if you do say weapon-wise, you have three, four studs. Bro, you got a rich. JT. JT. Pittman. One of those two, if you want to Let's say just say Ayuk. Okay. Let's just say Ayuk. Uh, Josh uh, Downs. Josh Downs running the slot. And then... And your O-line bounce. If their O-line is the same as last year, obviously, you know, you still have Quentin Nelson. Ryan Kelly was still good. Yeah. Braden Smith was incredible. And then you have a, whatever tight end you want to put in there. <laughs> whatever tight end you want to put in there. Or whatever tight end... Probably knew. Jelani if he's healthy. Like, Jelani is still good. Kylan Granton still does his job, you know. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's, yeah. that's be fun. It's going to be fun. But uh, again, it hasn't happened. We're NFL, still imagining. NFL content will be stuff like this. If we see fun articles that we see, we see a mock draft or whatever the case may be, uh, we'll get that. We'll just react to it accordingly. Um, like I said, heavy NHL, NBA contact and content and soccer for sure. But yeah. Uh, like, to comment, close, subscribe. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe, comment, anything down below what you guys think. Uh, make sure you guys check out the YouTube poll. We dropped a video about the NFL or NBA MVP race. We dropped a poll on YouTube community post um, this morning as well. So make sure you guys um, vote who you think MVP is. The options are Shea, Jokic, Giannis, or other. If it's other, comment down below who you think that is. Just don't click other so we kind of know who you pick. But outside of that, make sure you guys uh, follow all our socials linked down below. Uh, road to 500 so help us get there uh, we'll keep continuing dropping content different types of sports content even non-sports content for you guys from time to time and other than that we'll catch you guys on the next one peace, peace.